0: good morning i guess in uh good afternoon uh let's talk sports fans yeah we are doing pocket a little earlier this morning and uh got some family stuff to to do today so we're uh we're going at uh doing it here in the a.m and i know in the east coast it's the uh the afternoon so joining me and my co-host john how you doing today john
1: i'm good just uh you know here uh in the in the uh, afternoon now i guess on my end and uh Nothing nothing much, man. Just uh waiting bracing for the the storm of a century for New York City, even though I'm not gonna touch it, but it won't come near me in Buffalo, but they're bracing for it.
0: Yeah, it's a little surprising. I didn't yeah. uh, I didn't know you guys were expecting that much. We are uh, up here in Wisconsin, we're not getting uh, anything. Sunny and uh cold, but uh no none of the white stuff on the ground. So uh we got a full slate of games tonight, John. Uh eleven yeah. to be exact. So um, I don't know, uh, you know, looking at it, some teams are starting to uh, be contenders and other ones, I think, are starting to be pretenders. I don't know how you feel about it.
1: Yeah, um, we, I know we were kind of looking at the talk a little bit off air in the West. Like, all of a sudden, you kind of see Seattle, Arizona. They had a good run there, but they're starting to drop. They're starting to drop off where I saw like Seattle's lost three in a row. Arizona's lost five in a row. Minnesota's won three in a row. So they're kind of, they're the opposite. They have jumped to those two teams um, at 53 points. Calgary still, you see, that's the thing about the trade deadline. Calgary's kind of throwing a wrench into everything because they're still not selling. Right. But everyone wants them to sell. Um, And then in the East, I, we talked about this off air. It's time for Pittsburgh to get going. If they want to get into this, it's time now. Now you got to rattle off some wins, maybe win two or – even if you just win three or four in a row. Um, They haven't done that much this year, have they, Bill? They haven't gone on a good streak yet.
0: They haven't. It's been up and down. It's a lack of consistency, I would say, for these Penguins. And uh, I don't know, sitting at seventh uh, behind the Capitals, a point behind the Capitals, uh, three points behind the Islanders, three points behind the, the Devils. And then, you know, you got uh, you got a hell of a jump, 11 uh, points out of third get the Flyers. Um, I don't know if I – you know, these top three in the Metro are still holding their own. You know, Carolina, New York, uh, Philadelphia, they're still – I know we kind of talked a few weeks ago. We thought that the Flyers were going to come yeah. down to earth at some point. And uh, they haven't
1: yeah, Bill. Before the break, they had lost five or six in a row. Out of the break, now they've won four straight. Yeah, they've beaten they've beaten good teams too. Florida, Winnipeg, all right. They had Seattle and Arizona. Okay, so two of them. I mean, and they got Toronto coming up on Wednesday on Thursday night. So yeah, I I didn't think so because at one point I sat there. I, I think we talked on the show last time. I thought, okay, well, teams like Pittsburgh, New Jersey, they can get to Philadelphia quicker. But right. it's funny, Detroit and Toronto haven't won. <laughs> and Philadelphia has done what they had to do. So
0: yeah, yeah. And just looking at the Atlantic, I mean, how you know, how about Boston? I mean, same thing in the Atlantic. You don't have really, you've got the top three holding their own: Boston, Florida, Tampa Bay. Um, although I do think Tampa Bay is going to slide a little bit. I know we talked about this before. Um, just a lot of things, and there's some injuries issues going on there. Um, how about Boston? I mean, once again, yeah. you
1: know, I, yeah, I don't, I, and when you look at the lineup, you, it isn't one that you look at that you say, I mean, he lost Bergeron too. I mean, everything. So yeah. I, I don't know how it continue. I don't know.
0: I, <laughs> I know it's good goaltending for sure. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say that it's good goaltending. And, um, I, I think it's safe to say that this is, this is Marchand's team now. Like he's, He's the uh, longest tenured Bruin up there and the guy that's kind of leading that locker room, so to speak. Look, look out. But.
1: uh... (laughs) Good one tonight with Tampa and Boston. Yeah, Um, that's a good that's going to be a good one. Tampa, Toronto and Detroit keep on switching that third spot like that just keeps on rotating um, because they're so close. I mean, it doesn't it just and then, you know, what's funny. If you're a team like either, let's say one of those teams, if you're Toronto or Detroit, you are probably rather finishing the wild card than play in Florida in the first round. Because I'll tell you what, I still think that team, I look at that. I thought they would be good, but I certainly didn't think it would be like this again. Right. You know what? He isn't, I think he's almost kind of an underrated coach. He gets a lot out of these guys.
0: Well, he you know, he's, I mean, he I can remember back when he coached Carolina. Um, you know, he I mean, he's coached some some really good teams and and uh done a really good job with uh with some of these teams, you know. I
1: I think the Leafs. I remember when he coached the Leafs and um that was back in the castle kind of He was good then. He kept them he got them so close to, you know, cuz that wasn't a team that should have made the playoffs. I if it were me I, i've said this a million times i would never let him go because he came i think from the marlies he came yeah. from the you know the ahl and uh, you know they go through coaches like we you know people change socks but um i don't know man it's uh he, he's great i've always thought so just like obviously john cooper too so
0: yeah well yeah you know people forget paul Maurice coached the uh the jets there for a while i remember that too as well yeah he walked away right yeah he's was- he walked away and that was
1: something because then you know when he did that he kind of tar- i felt like he a little bit tarnished himself you know what i mean it was weird like oh my god you walked off right um, but you know i would love the- i never understood what happened there i don't think they ever explained the I the don't reason
0: don't know what happened there either yeah that was that was just a strange one so definitely uh, I know we talked a little bit about Boston and Marchand. How about Marchand set to play his 1,000th NHL game? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He's been there, you know, set to play his 1,000th game. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he's grown
1: up a lot, um, I think. I was thinking after Marchand left, and I think we talked about this in in one of our preseason podcasts, I I just felt like he's the perfect guy. I mean, he's he's grown up. He's not the same. You don't see the antics as much. I think because he's a leader now, right? I mean, he's not—he can't lick people anymore. Remember how he's licking people all the time, or the hell he was doing that yeah. crazy stuff. And uh
0: stuff—he's
1: calmed down. Look, he doesn't have any troubles. We never hear—we don't hear much.
0: No, um, that's what you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what you want. Yeah, but I mean, in the playoffs though, he'll be a rat. He'll certainly be a pain in the ass. But well,
0: yeah, okay. he's—he's an—he's still an agitator, just on uh, a kind of a hate to you know. Cause it's yeah, you know, he's an agitator on more of a professional level now, you know. Um, right, and yeah. just not that you know that guy that was lacked the maturity back in the in the day. But uh, we'll see what. I mean, a thousandth game, kudos. Okay. To him. I mean, he's. I mean, is it safe to say he is the leader in that locker room?
1: I get yes. I would say yes, definitely. I'm trying to think who else is there. Who else? Yeah, you know, he definitely is. He definitely would be. I can't even – it's so funny with that team. There's – I know – me and you both, I mean, I, I know as good as any other fan. And I really – there's sometimes I struggle just off the top of my head to think of Bruins. Right. Like, it's not – it's not like that with them. So, I got to give – and their coach, I mean, everything with this team. Now, the whole thing, them, um, the embarrassment of last year must be driving them a little bit. Well, because that was embarrassing. How you know they blew that three nothing lead. Wow,
0: well, against a, a, a Florida team that we didn't think was could you know had the capabilities of doing that. And I mean, geez, man, I mean, you go in that you know setting the record for regular season wins. You think okay, just goes to show you. You just don't know. Um, you know, it's it's a whole new season whenever you get in the playoffs. It's a, it's it's a you know so to speak a fresh slate so to speak you know and you just don't know what can what can happen here
1: and i tell you one thing i believe in all the time is like like there's like that law like the stat corrections so when you have edmonton that's won 16 in a row now they've lost two out of three and i would hate to go into the playoffs winning too many in a row i feel like because it's gonna happen you know what's coming it's just going generally you're not going to you're not going to win 25 in a row. I mean, so it's good to get, it sounds, it sounds foolish, but I feel like it's good to get some losing out of the way before you get there.
0: Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, just look at the year St. Louis won. you know, just look at how, you know, they, uh, they went through a a patch uh, in the middle of the year where I think they lost like eight in a row, you know, and then they, they were able to just kind of, you know they went on a couple winning streaks and they went and went on another small losing streak and it was but they found a way to kind of get in uh you know get into the dance and you know they sure. just kind of caught lightning in a bottle when they uh when they got in the playoffs finally but uh, they're
1: doing it again they're having a nice run here a little bit i mean it hasn't been great teams they played toronto tonight but i mean you know, they beat montreal buffalo la was a big win in seattle but i mean and they, unfortunately they lost to columbus in the middle there one nothing yeah, but they seem to be, you know, that they're, they're they got that same feeling. And I, I thought before when when we did our prediction shows, I thought St. Louis would be a playoff team, but I thought that because Craig Barubi was there,
0: right? Not because he got <laughs> fired. <you know. laughs> yeah,
1: I'm waiting to see where he shows up again. Because I'll tell you right now, when you see what Rick Tockett did, is doing right. Berube is the same kind? It's got that same thing. I would love to see. Hey, like you guys, Pittsburgh, Toronto. I'd love to see you throw him in the mix there. Right. And see what would it be like. Because I in Pittsburgh and Toronto, it's both our teams, I feel like the message from the coaching might be getting a little bit old. Right. Like not that it's a bad message and not that those guys can't go somewhere else and be successful. It just got that feeling to me.
0: Yep. So um uh, to Riley, Toronto, your your team uh set to have his in person uh or it's gonna be a virtual hearing, I think, today. Yeah. What do you think happens there?
1: Well, now I I mean for anybody that doesn't know, the score's 4-3 empty net. Ridley Greg comes down and just buries it. It was like the uh he can you had to be in the blue paint when he slapped it. It was like the hardest shot competition. And and I I got to say, if you played floor hockey, if you played roller hockey, let alone real ice hockey, beer league hockey, something's happening when that happens. Cuz it's really? just yeah. And, and here's the funny thing. I do not, I'm a Leafs fan, been a long time. I didn't even mind what Riley, what Ridley Gregg did because it gets the, I mean, it's Bush league, I think for sure, but it gets the rivalry going again. Yep. I don't mind what Riley did minus the fact that unfortunately, and if you watch the replay, that's why this is out of hand. You see what he's going to do. It rides up his shoulder and hits him. Now, the other thing about Greg is he's looking at him. I don't understand how Greg didn't realize someone was coming for him. Right. Someone, if, cause let me say this, if no one did anything and the Leafs just went to the face off circle to end the seven seconds, the narrative would have been, look how soft they are. Look at this. Look at these guys. Yeah. Now I'll say this on the ice at the time was Riley, Domi, um, Matthews, Marner, Nylander and Tavares. The sad part about all that is, and this is an issue for them. No one did anything. You got Riley does what he does now. His hand you can see and you can tell Riley at some points like oh shit because he does it. His hand goes up and he takes his other hand off the stick. So okay, the guy turtles goes down like he's you know, but he was fine. And everyone jumps on him. Domi gets in the mix and nothing. These other guys skate up basically acting like oh come on let's stop it you know come on guys break it up you know you should be in there jumping on people something should be going on right. Um, some sort
0: of reaction should be happening. Agreed.
1: More than just Ryan. I was glad Riley did it. And the sick thing about it is Riley, before that, he only had one minor penalty all year. He had not, he'd taken one penalty, one, two minute. So he was like, you know, so that happens there. I've seen people calling for 10, 15 games and I'm thinking to I'm watching other cross checks, okay? I'm seeing things that happen in this league that got five thousand dollar fines, like that baseball swing off of Frederick's head from Truba. Right. Here's what I think should happen. I think he should get t- I'd give him three games. I would give him this week. You're not playing the week from Saturday to Saturday, you're out. There you go. Right. But it sounds like he's gonna get five or more. And I think it's I think it's wrong, but that that player's that NHL player's uh Safety thing is so inconsistent.
0: You don't know what can kind of happen. I was just going to say that the lack of consistency is—you know—you never. It's like I've said it before. It's almost like um, they put they put a a bunch of lists of suspensions in 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 a hat and they you know pick it out of the hat and oh you're gonna get five games. Oh you're gonna get ten. You know, like it's just. I, I agree. It's just you know.
1: So now, let, me, let me ask you this. People were, you know, I'm, I'm on Twitter and I'm looking around and Ottawa fans are like, oh, so what? He just shot into the Nets, you know, whatever, and all this stuff. I'm okay. Now, it's funny because Claude Drew at the end of the game, they interview him and they ask him about it. And he said, no comment. He's kind of non committal. He's saying, the funny thing is, he's saying how Ridley Gregg is a good kid. And sometimes the emotion gets to you. He was talking as if he was a teammate of Riley's. You're
0: right. But
1: instead, he's <laughs> because he knows. That yeah. what this guy did is gonna cause. Think about if he did that to Pittsburgh. If he does it to Boston, he does it to Florida. You know mm-hmm. what? It wouldn't have been just Morgan Riley. You'd have had all six guys going crazy. Right. You'd have probably had a, a full out brawl. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I think it's unfortunate that Riley is going to miss a miss a chunk of time. It's unfortunate for the Leafs too. I mean, I don't know how it'll be. It'll be curious to see how they make it through the next how many games because their defense is. Week as it, you know, they're their six defensemen aren't exactly uh, names that you remember, and they're going to miss their uh an all star. So, right. but I think it's uh, I think that I don't know what you think, but I think the penalty, I, I get your opinion on it. I it, I said three games, um, but
0: I'm hearing well, that's what I said. I said, I that, that looked to me like a three game suspension, didn't look, you know, no more than that. I mean, I didn't think that it was that bad. So, I've seen worse. Oh, we saw worse this year that, uh, uh, God, some
1: of the things that Nick cousins has done, um, yeah. but definitely the baseball swing by Truba. I still don't. Oh, understand.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> Truba. I mean, gosh, that guy's has a long laundry list of things that he's done. Uh, you, you can kind of say the same thing for, um, what's his name in Winnipeg that, uh, that Dylan that hit a yeah. uh, char. I mean, he's, he's been a, uh, uh a, a usual suspect in, in that department. So,
1: that's the other thing. Riley has nothing. I mean, I like I said he had two, he had one minor penalty so far this year. Right. I I don't the other thing, like the they tried to compare him to Peron, you know, for Detroit after remember when Larkin got knocked out and he went over and, and cross-checked Zub in the face, and he cross-checked the wrong guy. And um, so I mean, I don't think they're similar at all. I I think the fact that he's gonna get I, I'm telling you, I saw people online. Not just fans. I'm talking about guys that write for different teams, saying he should get 20 games. I'm like, holy god, what did he? They were trying to compare it to that Claude Lemieux and Pierre Turgeon thing. No, oh, that's more, not even
0: close. It's not even remotely close.
1: Yeah, that was the comparison, and I'm talking like real, like guys that are not just fans. And
0: I was like, holy cow. We got Linda chiming in. Since Spitball is a part of the Northeast Stream and Sports Roku channel, we have just jumped over 12,000 followers. Thank oh. you for being part of that—awesome! Oh, wow! Great, thank yeah. you.
1: Thanks. Thanks for we're a part of the, Yeah, we're a part of them. And I'm, I'm, we're on. <laughs> part of them—that's nice.
0: Uh, I want to get to some trade rumors here, but yep. uh, I want to, you know, I know we we touched a little bit stand-ins to open the show. What about these Rangers, man? I mean, just starting yeah. shutting out the Flames. Uh, you know, going into the stadium series here with uh five, five straight wins. What do you,
1: I mean, this team, they're starting to, yeah, they're starting to separate. Look at them They're. Yeah. And I, the goaltending is so good over there. And I, I, I had read somewhere they were talking about Keandre Miller trading him. I don't see why they would do that. They're better. They're better off without Tarasenko and Kane. I really believe that they're, they're just a better, they're a better team. I mean, they're another one though. Let's see what playoffs bring because they're kind of, you know, they they kind of uh, underwhelm when we get there, yeah. but um, no, I'm I'm, I'm I, five in a row. I'm looking forward to the stadium series, by the way, much more than I was the Las Vegas stuff.
0: Yeah, I am too. I'm looking. I think we're we're gonna have some. Uh, I know it's it's we're gonna have some good games here coming up this weekend. So
1: I think they yeah, what going
0: got this time.
1: Yeah, they did. Rate right? of Met Life. You got it. I don't know if you've seen them. Check out the uniforms. I like them. They're pretty yeah. cool.
0: I, yeah, I still didn't get a chance to look at those. I need to check those out. So, but, uh, uh, Connor Bedard, how about East could return next week?
1: Thankfully. That's good. Yeah. Good for the, good for the everyone, the fans of the Blackhawks, man. They've lost five in a row. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They're going to get another. I hope they win. there. Maybe they win the lottery again. If not, they're going to have a top, they're going to have to be in the top two. So, right.
0: I know my penguins have the Panthers and then they go on a, uh, uh, you know, they have back-to-back nights at Chicago, uh, on Thursday. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Huge uh, win for them. If they could be, if they could be more. Yeah. I mean, that's a game you should win. I mean, it's just been, you can't beat the, can't beat the wild, you know, and, uh, Watch, I'll, I'll I, I could see them beating the Panthers at home, and then going to Chicago and losing. I could see that happening.
1: Uh, like, let me let me tell you something. The Leafs have lost twice to Chicago. They lost the season series to Ottawa. They lost to Arizona. Or no, they haven't played Arizona yet. Just wait. The, I, they are the the, the the Leafs are in the similar. They are like five, six, and four against teams like Columbus, Ottawa, Chicago. I mean that's that's points that should have them in a in a time like Pittsburgh that would have them whether they're in a good playoff spot or at least have some breathing room. You you right. can't lose to these teams. They got swept by Chicago. That's nuts.
0: Yeah. That's Nine area. yeah. Uh, just looking at some other headlines. Um we went over uh, how about uh, you know well let's just jump into trade rumors. How about you know we're seeing the um a headline about tarasenko He's I know he was interviewed uh the other day and said he was he's open to staying with the senators past the trade deadline. What well, do you think that's I think mm-hmm. I don't buy that. I think he wants out of there.
1: I I think if I was them I'd even not that he's
0: I think it's lips- I if you ask me.
1: I kind of would let him go. He's, I mean, he's got a good, friendly salary at $5 million. It just makes me wonder who want. Like, I'm looking at the teams that are fighting for a playoff spot, right? Who would be... Would, like, you know what? Boston, Florida, Tampa isn't doing it. Like, I don't see them bringing him in, right? The Rangers won't do it again. I don't feel like he's a fit in Carolina. He's not going to Toronto or Detroit for sure. Pittsburgh don't need him. Maybe the Islanders think they need some scoring. The Devils don't need him. Look, at just knees. Maybe Philadelphia. Yeah. And we go out West, right? Dallas, Colorado maybe would I can't see him fitting in in Winnipeg, but they need scoring Vancouver vegas Edmonton no i like I'm serious I don't find a fit for him he's a weird player to me right you know it's i I don't know how does he trans out to you to me and you tell me I don't really recall thinking, wow, this guy played a great playoff series, you know or something right I don't know he's he's one I wouldn't really if I were. I even as Ottawa, though, I think I'd want to move him if I can. I, I think I would. I really would. Um, but because you'd have him because you are young, but you still have like he's 33. You got Claude Giroux. I mean, how much of that do you really. Well, and I don't even know if Tara Sanko's the right guy you want to run young guys.
0: Right. Not yeah. sure. Uh, speaking of out West, I know, uh, you know, we've been talking about this a guy for the Sharks that we were expecting him to move um hurdle how about he's gonna be out uh several weeks uh under underwent a surgery i, I believe this it was a knee scope wasn't it i believe it was
1: so yeah. could he be ready just in time i wonder i wonder how long i didn't see how many what their the timetable is on him. but no i mean it could be it could work out to his to a team's advantage maybe if he's feeling i mean you know what's weird i'd love to see him in a play i don't recall a playoff time with hurdle at all i mean maybe he has and i just don't recall um big okay. kid though right
0: he's i mean coming in sink will be on the move yeah, I yeah. as well jim i know he made that comment that he's open to staying but i like i said i think that's just lip service
1: i would think he'd have to be yeah. gosh i would I,
0: and then you look at the teams like i said i i could
1: I don't know who wants. To, I don't. I don't know. I, I mean, you, the ones that need to score, that have scoring issues, are probably the Islanders and the Flyers, or maybe not. Yeah, Carolina. But I just don't see it. I don't know. Where do you? Where would you see him going, Bill? Who's that?
0: Are we? Tarasenko. Where would you see him going? If you had to take a wild guess. He's get. thirty out six weeks for hurdle. Yeah, I, I know you got a, a scope. Nah, um. That's too bad. Where would I see him going? I mean, I think he would fit good on Carolina, honestly. You think he'd fit good there? Yeah, I think he would. I mean, I he's, I don't know. He he's gonna he he's gonna produce. I mean, I, I he does have production, you know.
1: For but, me, uh, I, feel like, I feel like he's got to go to a team that's trying to get in. I don't know what it is for me. I, I putting him on Dallas or something. I just don't. Yeah. They're already doing. I don't know if you need that kind right. of, but yeah. Yeah, Hurdle. That's too bad. That's unfortunate, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, Hurdle. He's a guy. that, You know, fifteen goals, thirty-four points in forty-eight games this year. I mean, um, I, I don't know. He's you know, big
1: kid, I man, big guy. Yeah, he'd be. It'd be interesting to see him somewhere as a second or third line center for a good team.
0: Yeah, I mean, it that's was,
1: unfortunate. He probably he missed it six weeks. Jeez, that's going to be too late.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's gonna be too late, and you know, and uh, as it looks, you know. So, but uh, so uh, let's look at some other trade. I know you're you're not a, a, a Sabres fan, but uh, how about Owen Power supposed to miss some time too? Did you see he got it hurt in practice?
1: Well, yeah. I mean,
0: I, I was stunned that the Sabres are talking
1: about being buyers at the deadline. That shocked me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Um, you know, I, that was reported that he uh, that they're talking about buying instead of selling. Um, interesting, an interesting way to go about it. I mean, they do need to finally they do need to find they do need to finally do something. I think we've all talked about it. Where what are they? Right. Are they just going to be a group of good player, good young players? That's what it feels like. And there's no real. Um, anything like bonding them together other than that we've got a lot of good young players in our system and obviously on the ice i hear casey middlestat's name a lot um coming up as possibly being uh, something they would trade along
0: yeah uh what do you think uh, you're seeing some dallas star rumors there's four players linked link this trade bait for them i was i was just looking through that that's another team i mean what do you what do you think of that they're gonna are they gonna unload some guys, do you think, or what? I mean
1: oh wow. Um they're sitting with 70 points, right? Yeah, first yeah. in the central.
0: I mean, do you lose you move Lunk Lundqvist, uh uh off you know, who you know
1: and what are they trying to, I wonder what they're what are they adding? What do they want to add? Probably scoring for that team? Maybe them yeah, I mean they're sitting in a nice spot, they're 32, 14, and six. You know. That's cra- that's wild that they, I didn't I haven't seen they've won four out of five out of the break. Um, yeah. You know, who's kind of struggling a little bit? Have you noticed Is Colorado?
0: Yeah, I was just. Yeah, they, they are as of late.
1: They had a closed door meeting, I guess, or something. Players only. And it makes you wonder, because you go back to when, um, gosh, it was the defenseman. Remember when he said there's that there's too many people worried about stats kind of thing or whatever. Not Doherty, but I can't, it was Taze yeah what he said yeah. so interesting that now they've lost four in a row
0: yeah so uh jim here might come on here ain't it? he has some uh some rumor stuffed so
1: we got about but uh, what time i just want to make sure you're
0: yeah i've got, got a few minutes here so.
1: so i know you're ready to hit you're ready to hit the road
0: yeah so yeah, i got the got the kids we're going to an indoor water park here.
1: So Love it. I remember, the, like I said, there was one near – one of our kids. Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania has one.
0: Yep.
1: And uh, one time my son was playing travel hockey, and he was playing in the same arena that Mike Rupp, I guess, grew up in or whatever. And uh, that place was – it was packed with hockey teams, the indoor arena, the indoor water park.
0: Another guy, you know, the Kraken, you know, we've heard about Eberle. What do you think about him? You think they're going to move him? And where do you think he'd go?
1: I have seen that. Uh, being, a
0: Leafs,
1: being a Leafs fan, I've heard his name connected Leafs, to them.
0: I heard about the Leafs, yeah. Uh, uh, Edmonton, I heard even the Islanders.
1: He's interesting, right? I mean, I, he'd be a guy, I guess you, you know, bottom bottom six. You got you, you probably, I'm not sure what his contract's like, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd be somebody I could see a, a player, you know, a team wanting in their bottom six. A team like the Leafs could use him in their bottom six because that's where they're not getting—they're getting no production. Although they did last game, but yeah. that—that was a first. You know, so here, let me tell you something about the Leafs real fast. Their last ten goals have been either Marner, Matthews, uh, Nylander, or Tavares, and the old, one other goal was, was Benoit. A guy who didn't score in like seventy-five straight games, a defenseman. So that's a problem. So they they definitely need secondary scoring somehow.
0: Well, they do, and and I, I mean, he would help bottom six, even middle six. You know. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but uh, I mean, secondary scoring, uh, you know, is uh, is good, especially when you got Matthews, Marner, and Nylander. You know, and you're you're you know, on the top uh, top lines, you know, you need some something in the second, in the middle, in the bottom, right?
1: Yeah, they've gotten nothing from Domi.
0: From Domi's starting to play better, but like Bertuzzi's playing well, but he's just
1: snake. But he'll hit the post a hundred times. He's got he's got. Think think about this, Bertuzzi. I think has six goals. Right. That's crazy. Now I, I'll tell you this: for them, if they can make the playoffs, I'm curious to see how those guys play. The playoff break, Domi's had good playoff performances, Bertuzzi has. I think that'll tell the tale on if they come back next year or not. You know what I mean? Because they're all one-year deals. Right. I could certainly see them walking away from both.
0: Yeah. Well, any other trade rumors, uh, John? Anything that you uh, saw? That you I know,
1: I'm always considering that Calgary, you know, because then they keep winning so they keep on pushing the ball down the road with Tanev and Hannifin and the goalie Markstrom. I mean, they just keep on kicking the can. You know, yeah. I saw – I forgot what in- – it was a Calgary broadcast, and um, whoever the guy is, I don't know who it was, but he was saying how they're not ready yet because, hey, hey there's Jim. Because mm. Hey, what's going on? Because they keep winning. so But eventually they got to sell, I would think. But they're yeah. still
0: only what? They're only four points back. Calgary. Hey, Jim, thanks for jo- jumping on, brother.
2: Hey, hey, no problem. I saw you guys, so you know, yeah, it's not, it's a, it, we're snowed in here in Jersey, so <laughs> I figured, hey, you guys saw a daytime show. I was like, all right, let's get, let's rock and roll today. Yeah. No, but we... look like the big thing is like with Markstrom and the Calgary Flames like right now like I saw them in person last week like they're playing really good hockey right now and Markstrom's a big reason why. The issue is for them is they have all these pieces that teams want like Hannafin, like Tanev, like Markstrom, but they're playing well. They know everybody needs something and they hold all the cards on what they're asking for and they really don't want to retain too much
0: money on it. Well, was his name? Steinberg. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was talking. Uh, he said, you know, if they dealt Markstrom, Hannafin, and Tanev, he's like, we would get. You know, if we dealt all three players, you know, we we would get a hell of a return. He's what he said on on all three players. What's the uh, point? I don't understand. You know, if you know, they are playing some good hockey. I don't know. You know, I don't know. What's the
2: the thing is with Calgary, so you look at Jacob Marstrom, and we know what the, what the deal is with the Devils. The Devils are interested. The Flame, they've been talking, right? It hit a snag. Been saying this since December 9th when Dougie Hamilton went out LTIR. Any Devils move the Devils need to make, they're incorporating for next year already when the cap goes up. They don't want to eat too much into it because you have potentially you could re-sign to Foley. You need to extend Mercer, and your young players need new contracts. That's why they're asking for Calgary retain. How much? Well, it depends. Like you're, you're after, you're, You know the price starts with a first-round pick. Alexander Holtz, a prospect, and you know Vanacek goes back to balance the money. The real question is, how do you make this work? Do they want to give up another asset to get a third team involved to eat some more of Markstrom's uh, salary for the next couple of years? And I think that's where the sticking point is. And, and, and like it hit a snag. It's at a pause. I've talked to people about it. Like the Devils are exploring their options. The issue is if it's a financial thing, this might not be able to be worked out in the next five to six weeks. It may need for the summer to happen. And if I'm Calgary, you know, I hold all the cards because we know how desperate they are. The Flames do like Holtz, and it would be a shame if the Devils sold another young player before their peak and they explode in Calgary system because the head coach doesn't play them in the proper spot, but that's the world you live in. Right. But the devil's need goaltending. Markstrom's a great fit. I know everybody says, Oh, 34 year old, this and that. Well, you know what? If you have a 34 year old goaltender, maybe you can extend them to 35 36 and he's continuing to play, you know, until your young guys are ready to come in because he gives them stability. Now, New Jersey is player bet- better defensively. A guy like Hannafin, a guy like Tanev would be perfect for this team. However, again, what is it going to cost? What does Tom Fitzgerald want to give up? Is there a cheaper option out there like a UC Sarles, like a Merzlikens? Um, Gibson's still pretty high because the Ducks got to retain and he's got three more years at 6.4. And his numbers aren't as good as Marstrom. And the thing is, if you know, Kadri was joking with, you know, with everybody last week, but we're, I, we're, they're like, he was like, look, we're forcing Craig RGM Con- our GM to be buyer at the deadline. We just want to win hockey games here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they moved out, Lynn fine. If you make another move and you're still competitive, great. Because you guys, you have Huberto, Kadri, uh, Weger, uh, Backlund. You have guys that are there long-term. You don't want to turn into a Winnipeg Jets situation mm-hmm. where guys could be like, do like jump and ship. But then you can also try to retool on the fly. And I know I had mentioned that to John when we did an episode of the final word on hockey. And that was where I first mentioned that retool on the fly. And then everybody picked it up. So we're so I think that's what Calgary wants to do. The question is, is when do they reconvene? I think they just hit a little bit of a snag. These things happen. They have time. If they can get the financials financials worked out, then they're going to be good to go.
0: Well, and I, I recognize Markstrom as being one of the league's premier goaltenders. I mean, John and I talked about this before. I think you got like six or eight guys that are really your premier goaltenders in the league, and, and then you have the rest are kind of just average to above average, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's... Uh, and I agree. You know, a, a team that needs that goaltending stability, yeah. I mean, They might they might be willing to offer a pretty significant package, but that's the thing. I think it's going to take... You know, the, the the flames are poised to demand a hefty return if they if yeah March I mean, we know this, you know. But um, I mean, there's inherent risks, obviously, involved in training uh, for a number one goalie. So but, uh, yeah, I mean,
2: you have to like what a lot of people don't understand, and like it does come down to finances, and it does come down to basic simple math. Like, right. yes, he has six million dollars. Well, the cap's going up, so we can take it all on. Well, no, because you then you have nine million dollars coming back. So it's yeah. a difference of $3 million to sign how many players. That's where right. the financials come in. And yes, you'll, that $6 million will be equaled when Vanacek leaves, but you want to give yourself leeway. So it, it does come down to math, and it does come down to finances. Now, if they can get a third team involved, the issue is Calgary, I, the, Calgary is not retained on anybody in a long time. Yeah. And I think they want to kind of keep it that way. Like right. They don't like retaining money. So, but the the problem is, is they, Dougie Hamilton, when he went out, this has been an issue for New Jersey. And again, what, what are they going to have to give up? Well, you're going to have to give up something. You're going to have to give up a lot because you need a number one goaltender and everybody knows it.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Any other, uh, I know we touched on a couple, like we, I know we were talking about hurdle and that injury, you know, he was potential trade piece for the, uh, for the Sharks, and now that's kind of been, uh, you know, sidelined a little bit. I, we were talking about the uh, the Stars about uh, uh, Lundqvist, and uh, I th- who else do we talk about for the Stars, John?
2: It was... uh, I mean, Neil. I don't know if I haven't heard about Neil's Lundqvist being on the trade block, but I do know that the Stars are looking to add a defenseman. They want to add depth to their their forward group and their D. And that's something that the the Dallas Stars are definitely interested in. You know, is it Tanneh? Yeah, we'll yeah you, know, Dadunov, you know, off. you know, they can move him yeah. out. You know, they're looking they're looking to definitely add some pieces. Look, I mentioned Tarasenko before in the comments. I think, you know, I'd be willing to waive his no trade clause. Is it Carolina? I'm not sure the Islanders would be a team that they that could pick it up you know the rain i've heard the rangers or i've heard the rangers link to Vitrano too and henry mm-hmm. so those those are players and you know Vitrano performed really well but again you know you point to his regular season stats you know, his playoff stats were not the greatest but again you're trying to if i'm chris drury i'm trying not to go for that home run because that kind of bit them in the butt last year they made a couple of smart ones and then they that Kane thing didn't work out. But the year before, when you added guys like Kopp and Vitrano and Mott, guys like that, you give yourself a chance to win in the playoffs. So I think moves like that are, are is something I'm going to watch. You know, again, the Leafs continue to be uh, connected to Tanev, but they don't really have the assets. And, do, and does Brad Field really want to give up a first round pick for uh, a guy like Chris Tanev that he really likes? Now, if they can get an extension out of it, okay, now we're talking. But again, is that something that. Right. You just froze. Yeah. 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 I was just, uh, yeah, I was just saying like, does does trade living really want to give up a first round pick for a guy like Tanev unless there's an extension involved? I'm not sure. I right. think, you know, they really want to hold on to that pick for whatever reason. And they really don't have the assets to trade anybody, you know, especially like, do they really want to give up on Frazier Minton? Easton Cowan, I mean, they just drafted these guys. They really don't know what these guys are going to be about. I do expect Tampa Bay to be heavy in on, you know, a guy like Tanev, maybe a guy like Hannafin with Sergeyev out. They, they, their window is open. Vasilevsky's turned things around. Stamkos, Kucherov, all those guys. I would not be surprised if Julian Breezebaw swings for the fences here with $8.5 million to play with.
0: Yeah. We <laughs> talked about uh, – we were talking about, you know, John's Leafs, about Eberle. Eberle, I think, would, would fit well – Um, we said bottom six, you know, even middle six, you know, I I,
2: I think that would be a good fit. I think that would be a good fit. I mean, again, does Toronto have the assets to give up a guy for a guy like that. Like for a guy like that. I mean, I think he would be an excellent piece to that team. But again, what, what do they, what are they going to give up? Because again, from talking with people in Seattle, it's uncertain which way Ron Francis is going to go from a couple of people I've talked to, it doesn't really sound like they're looking to move anybody or they're going to do anything, but that could change depending on where they are in the standings right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's right. one of the guys that popped in you know, as, as being, you know, yeah, I
1: think Anthony, I think Anthony declares another one. That's interesting for a good team to grab. Um, right. Cause he, 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 he's reasonably priced with 3 million or something. So can you maybe you throw him on? I don't know. Put him on. Uh, throw throw him to Winnipeg. I don't put put him on a good team. He's good. He's fast. I watch him with Florida. Jeez, he's he's good. You put him in the bottom six. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think that would be a great fit. I think. Florida, I think going back to Florida, you go yeah. to Winnipeg, maybe Dallas looks into him. You know, they also got Mario Ferraro there. They got Mike Kaufman. So there's a couple of guys. Both goaltenders are definitely available.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you something real quick, Jim. Do you
2: think – is Edmonton done? Or what more could they even do? No, I don't think they're done. I think they're going to add another defenseman. Maybe – because I think they're set up front, but then again, you never know with Kenny Holland because you have Perry, you have Dylan Holloway coming back. You know, maybe they add another depth piece and then they're definitely going to look on the back end. And maybe they look goaltender (laughs) because you're not sure on Pickard. Maybe maybe you get a guy like a Blackwood. Maybe you get a guy like Kakinen, Maybe they try to get Jake Allen. Just to shore it up, I would not be surprised if Colorado goes after Jake Allen just to secure that backup position because Gorgiev is playing way, way, way too much hockey right now, and they just don't have a backup goalie right now. So I think that's a team to look at. Everybody talks about Carolina. I think that I'm going to be honest. I don't think Carolina, you know, again, this is my opinion. I really haven't heard anything about it because they continue to be linked to uh, goalies, but I think they're done. I, I really think Kochekov and Ronta are their pair until Freddie gets back. I think that's their, I think that's their acquisition at the deadline. Once Frederick mm-hmm. Anderson comes back, I think that's their piece Um, because I just think Carolina is playing really well right now. Kochekov is really coming into his own. And we saw this again last year with this team. So I think when one of those guys goes down and that young kid gets his chance, he's going to show what he's made of. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll reach out to some people in Carolina, but I believe that that's going to be their goalie move.
0: Yeah. I said I, I, I wouldn't I, – I wouldn't it wouldn't be shocking to me if they tried to go out and get Tarasenko. I think he'd be a good fit for them.
2: I think Tarasenko would be a great fit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, any other trades, Jim, real quick that we – anything coming on the wire that we could – anything – to look I out, mean, maybe. to look
2: out for. I mean, look. I think everybody's focused in on what Calgary's going to do. Is Vancouver going to add another piece? I think. I think I would look at Vancouver. Um, you know, again, the big question in Pittsburgh, Jake Getz. So, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, are we going to get an extension done? Are we going to get them traded? I, personally, you know, talking with some people there, I think they're going to try to revisit the extension after the season's over. I doubt he moves just because they're still so close to the playoffs that I don't think they're going to want to do anything. Again, Florida, we know Sam Reinhardt's going to get paid. Montour's going to get paid. So do they add something uh, there? You know, again, the the usual suspects. We know we've we've seen Vancouver make their move. We've seen um, Winnipeg make their move. Okay, Colorado, Dallas on the clock. Vegas, watch out. Vegas, I'm going to say, I think, I think they're targeting. And I know for a fact they're targeting to try to bring back Riley Smith from Pittsburgh. They, they're going to figure out a way to do it. I think uh, trying to get the money to get that LTIR money figured out. And then I think Riley Smith goes back to uh, Vegas and he's going to flourish again uh, and help the Golden Knights down the stretch. But I think that's a name to watch. And I think that's a team to watch because I think Vegas always finds a way to get something done.
0: Well, and and I don't know whether you've heard this or not too, but I heard he wasn't happy leaving. No. He was not
2: happy. No, no, he was definitely not happy. Yeah. It caught him by surprise. Right.
0: So, wow. I I could see that and I know that you know, I could see that you know, penguins, I think I think Riley or um Riley Smith, I think Graves could be a guy, I think Brian Ross. Well,
2: the problem is Graves has a, mo- a no tra- uh modified no trade so, yeah, he's got to waive it. Like, there's – the problem with Pittsburgh, there's only a handful of guys that don't have m- no trade or no move clauses. So, those are the guys that are going to have to move. Right. Yeah. But, it's I mean, true. like, New Jer- I, I, all eyes really in the East are on New Jersey and what they do. Can they get a goaltender? Can they get defensemen? You know, the Rangers are kicking tires where John lives. You know, Casey Middlestat's name is out there. You know, but the problem is I, I think Buffalo really likes him. Yeah. But if they can get the right package for him, they will consider moving him like in Philadelphia with Scott Lawton. I don't really think they want to move him. I don't think he's really on the block. But if somebody makes them an offer, how can they refuse that? Right. Um, but I think I think the, the problem is for Middlestad and Buffalo, I've talked about this a lot. Ever since Don Granado got there, he's really flourished in that system. He's coming to the player everybody expected him to be. And I think I think it would be a mistake if they traded him. But again, this is the, this is the winning business, not you know friends' business. So, right. you know, this is up to what Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabres want to do. But his name is definitely out there. I I would not be shocked if Eric Johnson gets moved from Buffalo. But they'll ask him if to see if he wants to go chase the Stanley Cup. You know, again, because even though he does, even though he doesn't have to, doesn't have any trade protection, they're going to do the right thing by him and say, hey, you want to go someplace? Tell us where you want to go. We'll make it happen, like something like that. You know that's going to happen. You know, L.A.'s going to be interesting. They really can't do too much. Arbison's coming back. Maybe they showcase him. But I think they're going to need his offense. It's going to be interesting because so many teams are in it. Like Nashville, right? Soros, another goalie option for New Jersey. Askaroff's doing well in, in the AHL. But this is first good year down there. So everybody's saying, oh, it's time for him to bring him up. You know, is it? Dustin Wolf had a couple of years down there. Yeah. You know. Again, does Barry Trotz really want to move Saros? I've heard that Saros wants out. Yeah. So what, and a change of scenery might do him some good.
0: What about Tyson Barry? He's another one that's Yeah, needed.
2: Tyson Barry'd be a great, you know, whoever needs him. I don't think New Jersey really needs him, but I maybe you know, I think you know, the big thing is is if this salad, if this steady cap didn't come into place, McDonough's not in Nashville. He's still in Tampa, and that's a huge loss that they never really have recovered from. So maybe they get a Tyson Berry-type guy. Maybe they try to find a Tanev, a Hannafin, um, a Mario Ferraro, a guy like that. Um, but it's interesting because the salary cap is, you know, even though it's going up next year, teams are still up against it this year, and they're trying to make things work. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I would not be surprised if the Boston Bruins try to figure out a way to get a center
0: somewhere along the line. Yeah, yeah. We talked earlier in the show Marshawn's uh, thousandth game here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, guy that's uh, matured. <laughs> somewhat. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's fair. That's a fair statement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: The oh, so real. So real quick. So look, I know the big topic of the weekend has been this Ridley, Greg, and Morgan Riley thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, no one can really guess. I, I think he's probably going to get five or six games out of this thing. Here's the issue, right? Like, really, you have to be smarter as a hockey player. Now, look, I don't mind emotional game, Battle of Ontario's back, this, that, and the other thing. Do I think... Do I like it? Yeah, sure. You show some emotion. But I'm also of the school of act like you've been there before. Like, you know, there's no code on how you're supposed to, like, score into an empty net. But we saw what Mark Scheifele tried to do in the playoff to prevent an open net goal. And he paid the price. Yeah. But I agree with what Riley did, too, after the fact. All right, so you're going to take a slap shot into the net? Fine. I'm going to beat you up. I think if that cross checks into the body, it's a fine. There's no suspension. There's no hearing. And a little brawl in the corner, sending a message, right? Yep. I think both guys were stupid. You got to be smarter than that to know that you got to feel the game. If this was, if it wasn't as physical as it was, you do a slap shot. You want to take a clapper at the top of the circle and it goes in fine. I don't think anybody cares. You take a clapper inside the, the hash marks top of the crease like be a little smarter like right. just be
0: a little smarter agreed yeah we talked yeah. about that earlier in the show we uh you know
2: i think both guys are at fault here look yeah. I, I like riley sticking up for what he they you know everything i like you know really greg fine you want to do that that's great the thing is is like look stutzel and kachuk stood up for greg cludgeru with his comment, no comment, kind of was like, we don't kind of do that stuff in this in this day and age, but yeah. okay. Um, but look, again, like it, don't like it. It was stupid of Riley to go high with the cross check. Give him a shove into the boards, an elbow, cross check to the body, whatever. Don't go high because that's immediate no-no. Right. But the precedent's been set with David Perron with six games. I think mm. it's going to be less. Th- I, I personally think it'll be less than that. Yeah. But Riley's really hurt his team here. Uh, and he's feeling that you could see he's feeling the weight of the world being that number one defenseman in Toronto. But, again, this team, you know, Ottawa, they lose a season series. This team's battling for a playoff spot. What's the noise going to be if this team does not make the playoffs?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I, you're, well, I, you'll see a coaching change for sure would be my first bet, um, along but, with
2: But Marne. then, right, Marno will probably be gone, or which, Tavares. One of them was gone.
1: Which they need to do. So.
2: And then, then the onus then falls on the ownership group looking at Brendan Shanahan because yeah. he's really not taking criticism in this.
1: No, it's been 10 years of the Shanahan plan, and it's not good. Yeah, that's, no, that's and if not and if
2: you miss the playoffs, I mean, that's oh not my a good thing yeah, no,
1: no. And I gotta say one thing on Riley. This is what was the shame of it all. I, you know, I watched it a thousand times. You probably seen me tweeting like a madman, and um, you know, I watched it over and over. And you see what happens. The stick rides up. It, it, it was actually. I think I actually think that Austin Matthews on Darlene was worse. Than yes, him. and here's a guy that had two minutes in penalties before that. And now he's going to get six. I mean, some people were calling for ten. I saw one guy that wanted said it was worse than with Claude, was, was Claude Lemieux, uh, uh, whatever it was, Turgeon. And I'm like, holy no, God, that God. was that, that
2: was Dale, Dale Hunter, Hunter on Turgeon.
1: Dale Hunter, that's right. Yeah, yes. holy, I don't think it was that. I mean, it was. Don't get me wrong. It deserve. I was saying three games, sit him out the rest of the week. He goes Saturday to Saturday, and uh, that's it. I think that would have been. But if George Perot, Peros is wacky. You don't know what's going to happen because they're so inconsistent. Yeah.
2: Well, and the problem is, is this gets a in-person hearing, but the Gallagher elbow doesn't.
1: Right. Uh, Sheldon Keith's response was pretty good. I know people got a little mad, but I agree with him that things that happen in Toronto seem to have a little bigger. Yeah. They, 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 they tend to have to send a message more because yeah. it it's is Toronto. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. You get the yeah. good
0: and the bad. <laughs> yep. Exactly. All right, all right, gentlemen. Well, Jim, thanks for coming on. Uh, always, man, always. Yeah. So, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks everybody for the comments. And uh, yeah, next week we'll uh, we'll be back at it again. So uh, we'll be back at it uh, uh, at the regular time at night. So uh, check that out. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody. Uh, we will talk to you next week.
1: Thanks so much for joining us and. Until next time, let's talk sport friends. Thanks for watching.